Welcome to Ready, Get Centered, Go. I'm Jess Goulding, and I'm here today with an amazing woman named Sarah Bonds. She lives here in Austin, Texas, and she's been a lifelong activist, an inspiration to me as far as taking action that we study on the mat out into the world off the mat. She is here to talk to us about her new project, which is called Waking Giants. Sarah. Hi, Jess. Welcome. Thanks. I'd love to start with a little bit of your background. I'll tell you this. I met you or saw you first back at MomCom. Oh, right. Yeah. And you lit my mind up because of all the places you had gone and you brought your kids with you. Yeah. And so just that story that you told of who you are and where you came from, I'd love for everybody else to hear what I got to hear that day. So... That was so many words ago, but I'll try. <laughs> well, it, yeah, I don't think your life story has changed, so just... Not much. Yeah. Not much. Um, so I grew up in rural Arkansas, um, parented by a radical feminist and a poet cowboy um, who somehow found their way together and then apart, um, my sister and I, and we were really lucky that we had these two parents who were the first in their families to go to college, and so they had very different lives, and felt a real sense of responsibility to their other family members and, you know, that sort of ripples out to their communities and to be of service um, to folks who've not had the same opportunities as ourselves. And so that was like encoded in us at a very young age. Mm -hmm. My sister's also an activist. She's a climate change activist on the East Coast. And so, you know, here we are, just these two crazy, wily white women out in the world trying to make a difference. <laughs> well, and it shows me the impact that parents have on their yeah. kids. Just Oh, and they say to me all the time, wow, why are you like this? In this, like, oh. very infuriated, <laughs> infuriated way. And I uh, try to now, in my ripe old age of 45, like, I'm much kinder to them. And I'll be like, hey, you taught me oh. that it, I know it is not comfortable to have these conversations all the time but you are the one who taught me the significance and the importance of them so sorry yeah and not sorry yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure they get it though i mean i mean to see the work that y'all are doing in the world you know it's it's like a double-edged sword i'm my mom says i'm her ticket into heaven because of the good that actually that is in the yoga teachings too (laughs) you can achieve enlightenment (laughs) through your children (laughs) that uh you know because of the good that i've been able to do that that's a pass for her Um, but you know, everybody's, we've got our own Dharma that we're working through my parents and I, and so it's sort of from the meta to the macro. Yeah. Mm. And when we were talking in preparation, we were, I was asking you a little bit about, uh, what activism is to you. And because what I love about talking to you about it is you make it seem possible for each of us to individually make a difference. And so you kind of mentioned three things you were talking about how action off the mat um, requires you to get clearer about what matters. Mm -hmm. So it talks to value. Yep. And then you talked about how you have to do and live with honesty and integrity. Mm -hmm. And then also how you lead your life with connectivity. Yeah. So do you want to start with any of those one, three pieces? I think those are really great three clear paths that you talk about with this action off the mat. No, I mean, I can start with the first one because I've been really feeling it this morning. 
So the debate last night, you know, we are like very dedicated political consumers in our household. And so the democratic we, debate yeah. in Nevada, right? So we stayed up and the kids always watch with us and it's a great opportunity for a civics lesson and, you know, to have a nine and 11 year old boy on the couch, just saying whatever comes to their minds about mm-hmm. what they're seeing. Um, there was so much hostility on the stage last night. And it seems to be progressing. And so, you know, then after the after the debate, all of the banter on the Internet about who, when, how is it going to be? And it's so distracting. It's so distracting. Ultimately, we will all get in line behind whoever this is. So why are we doing this? You know, it's almost like letting toddlers run out their tantrum and then just like swooping in at the end and being like, okay, are we done? Yes. Can we get to the next thing now? Yeah. He just needed to get that out. Um, so the world is so distracting. There's so many shiny things and loud things and finding your why and getting clear on that and then putting on your blinders in your heart and your mind. Um, and I don't mean to say that you need to block things out and not let them in, but it will help to remind you where your focus is. I, I find putting on blinders exceedingly helpful. Yeah. Um, once I realize, wait, I've actually kind of gone too disparate, you know, mm-hmm. like too my prana, my life force is way spread yeah. out, which then causes the whole mechanism to just shut down. Yeah. Makes me feel really anxious. Mm-hmm. So this morning, I'm not a nat- naturally anxious person, but I was like, why am I feeling so like sped up? I took a really quiet morning this morning and like kept trying to get myself, you know, back into the flow. Um, and then... I went and worked out. I was like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> my you... body. I need to feel my body and get out of my mind. And I also know that if I don't do that every day, like that's a real, it's a real reset for me. And you were talking about you do weightlifting, mm-hmm. yoga. So I was just doing some cross, I'm trying CrossFit. And we'll see how cool. I was doing these weird kettlebell swing things. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like to try new things. I went surfing last week, so that was really fun. That's well, then you're in the flow for sure. <laughs> so in it. <laughs> so, some. What are some ways to help us hone in on our values, so that when we put on those blinders, we're looking at something, not just mm-hmm. away from things, but yeah. like, what do we keep coming back to? You know, you gave a couple ideas. What are what are some? I mean, that was uh, that was definitely something my kids pointed out in the debate last night. Like, what are these people for? Mm. All I'm hearing is what they're against, and. I think that is a, a real like reactive response in, in life generally, you know, like you see a thing you don't like and you have a strong response to that. But really what we should be focusing on because it's going to fortify us in turn is what brings us joy? Like mm. what are the things that you want to do, the issues that matter to you, the people that you want to spend your time with doing these things? What is all of that? And focus, focus on that. Turn the rest of it down. You know, turn it, turn it out. It's kind of like figuring out where, what makes your heart flutter, then go mm-hmm. towards that. Yeah. Right. So it might, I might see tons of problems in the world, of course, but one of them's going to pull on my mm-hmm. heartstrings more than others. Yeah. Probably more likely because of something in my past mm-hmm. or something I've witnessed. And that'll shift, you know, for me, someone, I was in Boston doing some speaking about Waking Giants a couple weeks ago with a group of young people. And one of the people was like, well, what is... What is the issue that matters to you? And I realized that in that moment, it was actually 
it is becoming something it has not been before for me, which is climate change, mm. because my children are so angry with us for the current state yeah. of the of the literal world. And um, I want to be doing more. And that is not a thing that can, you can often just sort of hap, like tumble into. You One has to provide a certain amount of rigor um, and discipline in our actions to reduce our carbon footprints and to be making a difference in that way. So I found, oh, wow, okay, that's not probably what I would have said a year ago. But I really am feeling it right now. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you that, that that one is at the top of our minds, anybody with kids or anybody who has their eyes open looking around mm-hmm. and, and just really seeing the changes that are happening. And um, I felt myself actually get overwhelmed recently about it. Yeah, for sure. Trying to do right, right? Mm-hmm. So my daughter's in green ag at her school. Oh, that's cool. They have a compost, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been saving our scraps and everything and then sending them with her on That's on crazy. Mondays. She takes it to school. She takes it to school. <laughs> Here's the thing. In a plastic bag. Oh, are you kidding? So... So I just kind of went, what, what? So now I'm just going to seek out, you know, compostable bags. They exist. Yeah. But, you know, for it was just like, mm. oh, my gosh, try to do something good over here. Then it's just, and uh, I was talking to a friend about it. And I said, you know, it just makes you want to give up and say, what the heck? As long as companies are just pouring, you know, pollutants mm-hmm. out into the environment, what difference is it going to make? And mm-hmm. she said, we have to have the mentality. Yeah. It is. You know, we're each, we have to live like we're part of society, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is the yamas and the niyamas. I mean, you really do have to just engage with society in a way that is responsible for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And those little tiny moments can be, can be radical and wake you up. Yeah. Right. And then you get to align yourself with bigger programs mm-hmm. that you know you can make a difference. Yeah. So yeah. So honing in on those values. Mm-hmm. What do you value? What's, what's calling on your heart at that time? Mm-hmm. And then the second thing you said was operate with honesty and integrity. Yeah. So this is like all the time. Can you talk about that a little yeah, bit? All the time. Um, so what I mean by that is making sure that our words match and our behaviors match the intention that we are that's a silly sentence the intentions we're intending but you know that they are they're being executed and rolling out the way that we want them to um so like the story that i shared with you the other day i was recently out of the country and was coming back through customs and there were you know the customs line weaves around and around and it looks like it's gonna go on forever spoiler it doesn't you do eventually (laughs) get out um and then there's McDonald's and Starbucks and it's magical. <laughs> um, so you're waiting in the customs line and people are so frustrated and they have to pee. They didn't realize how long the line is. They're carrying their heavy bags. Maybe they're jet lagged. Um, and there was a young mom with a kid who was like having a tantrum. And, you know, it's a loud like hall with glass. Like the sound is just reverberating. And people were just avoiding this woman, right? No one was looking at her. No one was looking at the kid. You could just see people's face, like the eye rolls and like, why aren't you getting control of your child? Mm. And I was like, guys, like, just look at, let's, can we just look at her? Like we were all a two-year-old having a tantrum in Mm. public once. Like, just come on. So I had remembered actually that this woman where I had been before I got on the plane, gave me this small bag of candies. And I was like, I don't need candy. I'll just tuck it in here. But I had a bag of candy. So I was like, oh, this is a super weird thing to do to a stranger. <laughs> just been your kid needs, more yeah. candy, more <laughs> sugar. From strangers. Yeah, from strangers. But I looked at the mom and I was like, hey, I have this 
I was like, you know, sort of like on the side, like, hey, you think this will work? Like if I try to give this, maybe she just even rustles the, the baggie, you yeah. know? So I got down on my knees. So I was at her level and I was like, hey, this is terrible. Isn't this terrible? Like, let's just, it'd be great if we could just bust out of here, run. And she was like, yeah. And the mom was like, there's some candy. If you'll stop crying, she'll give you some candy. And I was like, okay, sure. And, you know, she stopped crying and for at least for a little while. And, but like that broke the ice. Then there was another woman on the other side that was like, oh, my toddler, when he used to travel, oh. it was so terrible. And then the woman wasn't alone, alone in that anymore. Right. Like we just, especially parenting in public. I mean, we put so much pressure on people and judge them and, we could, that's really like the last thing a parent flying or traveling with their child needs is anybody's judgment on them. So in moments like that, it's like such a small thing, you know, but, um, but to, you saw to, it. To, that, yeah. That's what stands out to me is that you saw this. You weren't looking away. You saw this as an opportunity for that third part, which is connectivity. So you acted with integrity and you connected. And all of this seems, um, you know, is, well, it's not natural for everyone for no, one, no. Um, but it is small acts of activism for humanity. Yeah. It's these little bitty, these little bitty ripples, these little bitty pebbles that are dropped in the sea, you know, and then out goes the concentric yeah. circles into the others, into the others. And, and the next um, thing you know, the customs line is a party. I know. And then you're done mm -hmm. and you're on the other side of it. You've reduced tension. You've reduced everyone's blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you giving a child candy might have stopped somebody from having a heart attack. We don't know. <laughs> we don't. We don't know. Yes, we don't know that. <laughs> Could it be. It would be good. Um, yeah. The connectivity is really, really important. I mean, that's another thing I was feeling this morning is like, ah, oh, I'm just like here in my house, like writing email and whatever. I got to like... Thank goodness I have a day full today of actual human interactions. I will feel so different at the end of my day today than on the days that I spend my day alone writing. Also mm -hmm. very important days. Mm -hmm. um, but I tend to have a lot more hope um, and optimism on days when I spend at least half of my time in the presence of other people. And do you think that's simply because you're an extrovert or you think there's something in all of us like that? I don't know. Um, I mean, even I was raised in a house of introverts and those introverts have their people, you know, so mm -hmm. that when they, they certainly love working at home by themselves and are very productive, but even they will, they schedule time into their day to go to a gym where people will be or to go to dinner with somebody. I think that we all need people. Oh, well, there's a study that I was taught um, back in yoga therapy training. It was done uh, out in California. Name's escaping me right now, but it'll come back. But uh, they did a study with men mm -hmm. who had had heart attacks. And it turns out, so they put them in this program and it had four parts, better diet, more exercise, stress reduction, and community. And they had enough men to do it in all four parts, three parts, two parts, and one part. The only time that it all that they had zero recurrences of a heart event is when all four pieces were there. Mm -hmm. So when they took out community, it wasn't enough. Yeah, and community can be your gambling guys. Mm, yeah, I mean, and you know, really, I did hear uh, 
an interview years ago about how volunteer activities like bowling leagues mm-hmm. are super on the decline. Yeah, there's a there's a book called Bowling that I read. No, that was maybe about, that was a. That's about maybe it's an article that they yeah. pulled from this book about how we you like the, you can track um, a like very visible decline in collective mental health in America when people stopped joining bowling leagues. I mean, we stopped doing other things at right. that time too. We stopped going to church groups. We stopped doing other community based things. Because um, we got too busy. We did. And we, I don't know, I mean, I think there are levels of, like, privacy became a thing that it hadn't been before. You know, like, suburbia is a different way of living, where, like, you pull into your driveway, you keep your eyes down, you go into your door. That's different than it was even in the 50s, where there was this, like, social expectation that, like, you greeted people when you went out to get your newspaper. Yes. Or, like, everybody in the neighborhood, maybe they didn't like your family, but, like, they knew the name of your kids. That doesn't happen, really, anymore. Especially with garages right in the house. You just go right in. just go right in. Don't have to be. So connecting is actually a very, you called it, micro-activism. Mm-hmm. And because how could you not start to feel the connection to the rest of the world if you're just connecting to, yeah. you know, family, the neighbor and strangers like yeah. you did. So, um, I don't know, you're very beautifully consistent in all of the things that you bring to the table. And so I'd love to hear now a little bit about, um, waking giants. Sure. So tell us about Waking Giants. Where, where did the name come from? Um, so I wish I could take credit for that. But one of the beauties of this particular iteration of my professional life is that I am not alone. I have a co-founder, which is amazing. So Martha Pinkoffs is just a like brand building maven. And she named the product and the company. So it essentially, it's exactly what it is. Like waking your giant. You your know, own your inner own giant. giant. Mm. Um, everyone has that. And... That is for them to define, not for me. And this is a totally bipartisan or nonpartisan, sorry, <laughs> non nonpartisan <laughs> effort. Like I don't, you know, and I'm not interested in in the color of your politics or your social engagement. I just want you to be socially engaged. Like mm-hmm. that's really what we're trying to foster here. So the company, simply put, provides tools for people to do good on the issues that matter to them. And so we do this through a range of services. We have this beautiful subscription kit that you are holding in your lap. We're going to take this apart in a moment. Um, So this is a quarterly subscription service that arrives at people's door. These boxes? These boxes. So I'm holding in my hands this beautiful cardboard box with a sticker on it that says, Waking Giants for the Good Fight. For the Good Fight. For the Good Fight. Okay. So we're going to open it. So this, when you subscribe to Waking Giants, then you get this quarterly, a mm-hmm. new, a new survival. Yeah, and there's three kit. different iterations. This is called the full deal kit. This is the full. This is all of it. Um, but if you're a person who just wants the, as we get to it, I'll describe it in further. The zine and the call to action guide. That's just you can do that for ten bucks, downloadable, and then save the stuff. But okay. everything in the box is compostable and recyclable, also. Because we've got the environmental we, piece. We do. Yeah. Okay. So. So this, the, there's a welcome letter here. Yeah, so the theme of this kit is gun culture and control. That's and our, a hard one to talk it about. It is. And our, the two kits that we launched with last fall were immigration 
and uh, a holiday survival kit. So one that was pretty heavy and that one was light, even though the holidays for many of us are quite heavy. Um, so one of the things I think that's really touching about this letter that Martha wrote, which is like the opening letter, is she help, she lays out for our subscribers like why why this, why now? And so when we, our founding team, were sitting in our clubhouse thinking about like what are the issues we want to talk about this year, um, we all have school-aged children, and we we live in this era um, when even though school shootings are less than 1% of the fatalities of children in this country, it still feels very real, mm -hmm. um, especially to our kids who have to do active shooter drills. But then we just started talking amongst us about guns and our families, and between three of the five of us, we had six different gun-related incidences. Um, we had two murders. Here, I'll make me... So we had in our... Two attempted murders, one murderer, one attempted suicide, one suicide, one murder-suicide. And this group that you... It's just three of us. Three it's just, of just me and Martha and our, Martha and our creative director, Luke. Um, and sure, two of That's us... It's pretty shocking. I know, right? And so, sure, two of us are from the South, but one is from the Midwest. And we wanted to share that because I think we make a lot of assumptions, in, certainly in our demographic and in our little um, geographical geographic bubble mm -hmm. about people's experiences and their values and certainly what I have felt a lot with this kit as I go out into the community and talk about it is that guns and people's familial culture about guns are not something that can be assumed and that talking to our people without judgment just about their history with them their comfort level that is really a great place to start so and some of some tips on how to do that are in the toolkit fantastic i mean if you can talk about it right then mm -hmm. it's then uh it becomes less of a boogeyman yeah and so i mean yeah i mean you and i both grew up in the south i was shooting guns at yep in, in elementary school at a target i knew how to do this yeah but i feel like okay let's let's look at how it's happening in the world right now mm. and Excellent. so you're fostering these fabulous conversations so part of what martha is really curating in these kits is a is like a sensory oriented experience because the content the intellectual and the emotional content of the kits are so heavy mm. we want the kit itself to be light so you're holding in your hand some palo santo that we all love can't yeah, get enough of that in our lives burn it. it's very grounding yep holy wood and you include the uh matches that we can yeah can light it then we've got oh this pad of paper all right, so all kits come with postcards because some of the calls to action in the toolkit include postcard activities. So you have a Good Fight Club sticker. Good Fight Club is an additional initiative that we are organizing where we're inviting the folks who don't want to do this work on their own to say you've got a book club or a Sunday yoga class or a Sunday supper club or something that you are meeting with your people anyway. What we're inviting you to do is to bring people together and to orient folks in the conversation around the content of the kit. And so some people are more comfortable hosting than others. So we have got everything covered. We have a page on our website for the Good Fight Club where you can get playlists, you can get recipes, you can get cocktail, like thematic cocktails. Oh, wow. Um, and we're going to send you a facilitator guide and some like questions that you can put out to help lead and guide the conversation. But we want people to, you know, so this postcards can be written on your own with your kids. You could have a party. You can do that however you want. So now I'm holding in my hand the postcards and every kit has different postcards that come with them do you want to 
describe what you see on this postcard? It has a list of every mass shooting, starting with Columbine up to Dayton, Ohio. And then it has four lines ready for the next four events. Yeah. So it's very heavy to hold just looking at the impact that we've already experienced. And then we just know there's there's more to come. There are. And so that that does like stir in me like, okay, how can we turn that into three lines or two lines? Mm-hmm. Meaning they never get filled up. Yeah. You know, so this is excellent. Um, kind of physicalized mm-hmm. experience of this because yeah. if we're only thinking about things then we can just quickly get overwhelmed. I mean one of the things I think that Martha's really trying to achieve with this is bringing art you know so much of oh. the expression of issues that are hard is made softer or more accessible through art um, and so when you open the candle that's also in we have a candle in every kit um, the art is designed by a local artist and the candle is made locally also i have to say the one from the holiday survival the keanu candle bring out your channel the chill that's fabulous (laughs) then this candle when i opened it i gasped because of all these beautiful doves flying up and out so it's very peaceful oh but what are they coming out of it's a broken automatic weapon it is and so it's just really this i mean it's hot it's light and dark yeah and we have to, As it is, we right? experience both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of that kind of overload of hard things, I think, becomes more and more when we think we just want to live in the light. And yeah, mostly light, but there's going to be dark. And let's just accept it. Let's talk about it. And the light is so much brighter when, you know, like when you close your eyes and then you open your eyes, it's so much brighter yeah. than if you just kept your eyes open all the time. Yeah. And... I say to people this, I don't know if this will make any sense to your listeners, but like I have two children and when I had my first child, he took about, he took up the entire landscape. There was no depth. It was him. He was all of it. But then when I had a second child, there was depth to the landscape. Like he was someone in relation to mm. someone else and as they are. And I feel that way about pleasure and suffering, you know, like pleasure and pain, if you will. One without the other is not nearly as rich as they, you know, as they can be. Truly. All right. So now we've got the zine. And for those of you of a certain age out there, you'll know what that means. Um, <laughs> I was like, is that short for magazine? <laughs> yeah. It is a thing that we, we made in the 90s where we would cut up magazines and put it together. This is much more artfully produced. Um, but the intent is that it is... There are multiple contributors um, and that it is accessible. It's not like your economist or your New Yorker that you're never going to get through. You know, it's eight or nine pages. Um, but we really, for those of us who want to know more about the context of an issue, we want to be able to provide that. And so in this one, we have the history of the NRA, um, the how the Black Panthers became, like what their relationship is to the Second Amendment. Um, when it was in history that guns rights cases started to be reviewed by the Supreme Court and how that has, what that has resulted in. And then it concludes with the moms and the kids who are the people leaving, leading the movement now Mm. that we've seen since Parkland and with groups like Moms Demand Action. You know, that was not, that was not how these movements started in the sixties and the seventies. It was a very militarized male driven uh, movement and now it isn't mm, it's a big shift yeah but there's tons of facts in here 
yes. which is so important to bring to the argument because we could all argue on the emotional mm -hmm. feelings behind all of this. But really, if you're going to cultivate change, they have to be based on truth. One would think, except that evidence also says that people don't vote or engage based on evidence. Well, tr yeah. Right? They're so, handy in an argument, but you're actually never going to convince And so but... what I think, <laughs> our in what I know, our yeah. intention is with this is to provide those of us who feel that we need more mm. to be able to have that hard conversation with our Uncle Joe about when I, I love to come to your house and visit, but when I come, I need to know where the guns are kept and that the ammo is kept separately. To be able to have some of ammo of your own when you go into that conversation that's based on science and facts, I think feels us get, lets us feel more equipped. Well, then you have way less anxiety visiting yeah. and you're going to have a better visit, yeah. better connection. So, Oh, and I love this. This is a beautiful coloring book. Yeah, so a local artist, mom and badass, Casey Chapman Ross makes these incredible coloring books. So we collaborated with her on this one called I Am a Gun Activist. And it's not just like cool. Even I Am a Gun Safety. Gun Safety Activist. Yeah. Yes. And so it's not even just like photos or pictures. It has like journaling mm. and thought like it has a script in here. So your kid can call their representative and say, I want there to be more safety in my schools. I My name is this. I go to this school. So that we can start to teach our kids, I mean, at the very least, how to use the phone. <laughs> you know, that you can use phone. it and people answer. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I would, I would benefit from these as much as my kids. I mean, just helping me get clear on one little thing. Yeah. You know, like just as an adult. Just going, okay, what's one move I can make? Well, that is a perfect segue to the toolkit, which you are holding in oh, your hand now. Yay. And so the toolkit is designed with exactly that. This is full of the things you can actually do. Like five clearly articulated, six even in this one. Yeah. Um, from like a simple, like a conversation to a social media action to postcards to having a bigger you know to sitting down with people and organizing something larger so we really want to meet people where they're at in this and make it as clear like either is please tell me like if there is something you want to know that is not here we will make sure to put it in there but we know you want to know exactly what to say how to say it where to say it, when to send it yeah all of that so we're learning we how to do this we mm -hmm. want the baby steps we want the the structure around it and it all tucks nicely in this beautiful little box. I love this. I I'm love so this. Glad. It's so helpful. And um, the other thing, though, is that you said you can get it digitally. Yeah. You know, so if you don't want all, if you just want to taste and text the or waters. for like, I'm not a stuff person, right? So, like, I love how beautiful this stuff is. And there are people in my life that this is totally appropriate for. But quite honestly, I just want the stuff on my phone so that when I'm sitting at a soccer game or I'm like waiting outside of a place and I've got 10 or 15 minutes, I can just pull it up on my phone and do it right there. Mm -hmm. We we really heard that that was something that people like, if you have to be sitting next to this toolkit, yeah. you have to have it in your hand, yeah. right? But you might find that you've got 20 minutes or somewhere, someplace, and you would like to do one of these things. And so now you can get it on your phone. That's perfect. Tell me what uh where do people well who's the right person for this like who's your target so our target audience are people who are looking to plug in on an issue that matters to them but aren't sure where to start yeah i'm in that target audience <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the yoga off the mat. And what what's your yoga? What do you do? Well, right now I'm really enjoying some restorative and yin because I've been doing all of this like weightlifting and surfing mm. and like stretching is so good for me. Um, I went to a really kind of intense flow class over the weekend. Didn't love it. But everybody else in the room did. Yeah. And I was very glad to be in a room full of people who were loving that. Um, I mean, you gave me my safety in this practice. Like, you really helped me to find my footing, quite literally. You know, you my, my yoga practice with you two to three times a week got me through the death of my father. Mm. And when I left an organization that I had started and built and run for 15 years and into starting this. And... For me, I'm not sure so much, it doesn't matter so much what the yoga is as long as it is there. Yeah. Like, I just need this protected space on my mat to do the thing. I really use that time to work through stuff in my brain. I'm such a physical creature that I really, like I can, you know, it'll just roll around in my brain until I put my brain and my body into action simultaneously and then I seem to get some movement. It's very inspiring to hear that your practice, your love right now is restorative because in your life you are so very active. So yeah. you really are balance using the yoga to balance your life, mm -hmm. which often, you know, if, if we're go, 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 then that flow might feel better because you're, you're kind of staying in that active pressure, pressure, pressure. Mm -hmm. However, there is a danger then of burning out and yeah. getting tired and mm -hmm. sick. So I love to hear that you are very mindful about your life off the mat with honesty and integrity, and then you're questioning, what do I need actually to balance this out? That's your own little micro activism. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, so I'm a midwife also. And ah. one of the things that I have really felt in this is that I'm giving birth again. And I like, didn't really give myself enough credit for that. When Martha and I started to build this, like building something is hard, yeah. not just hard in the like to do list that you don't get through every day, but it's emotionally hard. Like I'm scared, like we're raising funding right now and I don't know where it's going to come from and we've got orders to fulfill. And this is a whole, this is a, I'm not unfamiliar with this nervousness and this tension, but it has been a while since I have yeah. been in this part of the experiment, if you will. And, um, to have a place where you just rest and you just stretch and let some space into the, into the places where ideas meet, where there's tension. It's been really helpful for me. You're replenishing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went surfing and got even more replenished. By oh the my ocean. God. Yeah. That's like a whole other podcast. That was pretty extraordinary. That was amazing. Um, so what do we do? How can we? So you find us at wakinggiants.me. Um, and we're all over the social media intranets as for the good fight. Um, and right now, like subscribe, sign up. You know, the full deal kit is $50 a quarter. So even that is not even a dollar a day. It's mm. pretty affordable for your family's activism. Um, if you just want the downloadable one, that's $10 a quarter. So that's affordable totally for most doable. folks. Yeah. Um, if you want to host a good fight club, reach out. Um, you know, I'm right now I'm next week. We have one in Massachusetts and one in Austin. We've had some in Brooklyn. My goal by the end of the year is to, is to have one a week happening around the country. Wow. Um, you know, I'm an organizer. So like, yeah. this is how you seed movements. Um, and then what I didn't actually get to is our good fight delegations. And so we also provide service opportunities. Um, so I took a bunch of folks down to the border in November, including kids to volunteer. 
Um, but we don't do, it's not like, um, pop in tourism, kind of volunteering volunteerism. We do, um, ex implicit bias and anti-racism training with all of the folks who go out into the field with us so that we can get really clear about our own biases that we're bringing to the work that we're meeting. Um, and so we can just be more aware of mm. the situation so that, you know, this is an equally enriching experience for ourselves and we can not miss the opportunity to do some growth. Um, so we have another one of those coming up, I think in March. Um, and we try to do one a quarter. So those are opportunities too. And we do like corporate training and we are working in some schools. Um, so, you know, we're just sort of trying lots of things out right now. So if there was something you heard here that resonates with you, find me. And I would love to hear more about that. And maybe there's a way we can collaborate. We'll definitely put all your links in the show right. notes so we can get there. And then we'll, you know, connect on the social medias cool. and things. And I want to start thinking about when to host. Yeah. I do like hosting a party, but I like having if it. Only, I like having a friend. If only you had a chef in your family. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> only. Look, he's a... Uh, He's getting hired. <laughs> and all of, and you know, you've got this, like, your kids are at such an interesting age with this stuff, too. I mean, they'll vote in the next election, at least one of them, right? Not this one, but the next yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be ready. That's amazing. I remember the first election I got to vote in. That was a big deal. And, you know, it's not, I don't know, God forbid they just wake up one day and are like, oh, I guess I'll go vote. I don't really know what I am or how I feel about a thing. Yeah. And, no, they watched the debates with us last night, and it was very – their takeaways, their mm -hmm. thoughts. And for a long time, they kept saying, do we like him? Do we like her? Oh. And we're like, we're still – we're just watching. Yeah, we're just watching. Like, you don't, don't – like, don't tap into your tribe. Like, really yeah. just listen and let it speak to you. And by yeah. the end, we'd all kind of gone, oh, yeah, these mm -hmm. two people are really resonating with me. This mm -hmm. seemed a little – you know, so it was funny to watch that process. I love watching the debates with kids. I mean, we're crazy. We watch all, all on both sides. We yeah. will watch all of the Republican convention. We will watch all of the Democratic convention. Like we really, it's a really important to understand, I think, the full, the full field Yeah. to figure out how we got where we're at. Well, and you're helping us not put our head in the sand and just go, you know what? It's just, it's, it's too much for, I mean, it's too much for them. It's saying, no, oh, this is your world. They live this in this world. world. They know. Yeah. They're so, you know, savvy. They know. And they're talking about it at school. Yeah. And so I think that's also a part of it. Like this is, this is an opportunity for parents to really communicate values outside of church or faith or, you know, but really like really help children help start to identify and reckon with their own sense of identity. Mm -hmm. And like my children really loved Michael Yang. They were super bummed that he was, that he's out. And I was like, what do you love about this guy? And they're like, he never goes over time. He follows the directions. He like speaks oh. for the amount of time. He doesn't ever yell at anybody. And I was thinking well, that that's fascinating. You guys yell at me all the time. <laughs> talk over me all day long. So that's so interesting. And they loved his math pin. They were, they saw like some sort of geeky identity in, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. So much for coming and visiting, helping us get a little centered on how to be out in the world actively. Yeah. My so, pleasure. I'm excited. Onwards. Cheers. <laughs>